0: like a fucking nerd. I'm convinced I'm never going to get my uh stimulus. Yeah, I don't know what's
1: going on, man. I I got mine in a, from in a really weird way. I got mine from TurboTax. Huh. And it was because the IRS had an they they put my money in the wrong bank account. So then <laughs> they realized they put a bunch of people's stimulus checks in incorrect bank accounts, so then they were like, all right, let's just, t- so we don't do that again. I think they routed it through TurboTax to be like, if you're a TurboTax customer, then we have your bank account information. So let's send it through TurboTax to these people. So I got my stimulus check from TurboTax. Huh. And it was really weird. I was looking, I was like, where the fuck is this money coming from? And I had to like look up articles and to learn where it was from because the description of it was so vague and, and just letters basically.
0: Yeah. I, I I My first instinct would be like, it's a spam thing and yeah. i'm about to get scammed or something
1: 100 100 dude i thought i was just like dude if they're putting money in it's just so they can see it, they can take it out <laughs> i started getting super paranoid but no apparently it's the government fucked up big surprise and then they had to work through a private company to be able to fucking <laughs>
0: fix the problem well, <laughs> <laughs> well you know who else uh fucked up lucas
1: Did you fuck up by picking this (laughs) album?
0: I think I fucked up by picking this (laughs) album. Oh, buddy. Why don't don't you give us a little intro? Oh,
1: buddy. Alright. This is going to be a somber intro. (laughs) What's up, everyone? What? What is up? What's up, guys? Um, Welcome to possibly the last episode (laughs) of earbuds
0: will get taken down by by the hordes (laughs) of people that disagree with us
1: the the hordes of five people who seem to be listening to this (laughs) what's up every five people um it is a uh, yeah welcome to earbuds the podcast for two buds listen to one album and talk about it for a while we talk about what we like and what we didn't like and probably more of the latter in this episode but we are the Odd Couple of Podcasts, or the Pod Couple of Oddcasts. Your hosts are me, Lucas Inderkovs, and my buddy, Brett the Hitman Hanrahan. Ooh. Yeah, you like that one?
0: Yeah, I like that one, actually.
1: Well, Brett, let's let's get into it, bud. You wanted to talk about Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys, rated number two. Rolling Stones' top 500 albums of all time.
0: Yes, and that is one of the main reasons I wanted to get into this album is because I've tried to listen to this thing a lot. Really, like I've, I've, you know, I'll, I'll just go on top 10, 50 album lists and I'll just go through them because I, you, you know, you want to hear these great albums, these classic albums that like shape music, you know.
1: Yeah, I've been going through um, the top. 500 albums so far like starting from the top that's that's what I've been doing for my album in the days this year and honestly it has been nice to listen to albums that are considered like hugely influential and stuff probably things that I would have never listened to you know
0: yeah uh and in in that vein I had never really been a fan of Beach Boys because when you think of the Beach Boys you think of you know all the like serving USA kind of hits and stuff.
1: Yeah, that goofy fucking toothpaste <laughs> commercial music,
0: <laughs> which I've never been into. And then Pet Sounds is just heralded it, it, across the board, from what I've seen, as one of the best albums ever made. This had one of the this album had one of the longest Wikipedia pages I've
1: seen. <laughs> um, I re- and I read through all of it. And, and there's it, it, there's been so many write ups on this album, dude
0: this is this is the by far the most research i've ever done on an album that we've done same because i desperately needed to know why everybody heralded this album so highly <laughs> same
1: <laughs> i'm like i need to find out what the influence is like how was this so such a mega deal when it came yeah. out
0: and it still is apparently yeah, yeah still
1: it, it, it's cited by a ton of
0: artists on being a huge influence on them including the beatles yeah it, apparently paul mccartney said it was one of the best albums like one of his favorite albums of all time yeah it said which it is uh, go crazy. ahead crazy it, it inspired sergeant peppers yes basically that's
1: what i read i was trying to figure out which like the chicken or the egg i was like yeah. i was trying to figure out who influenced who because i didn't know when they came out Cause I listened to this and I was like, I hear Sergeant Pepper's in this. Like, and Sergeant Pepper's to me is probably like the Beatles' like most goofy material.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because the Beatles released Rubber Soul, which was kind of a step into a different direction for them. And Rubber Soul inspired uh, Pet Sounds, and then Pet Sounds inspired Sergeant Pepper's. Kind of cool so, how that worked. Yeah, it was kind of this uh, you know inspiration loop. Of stuff between the Beatles and the Beach Boys. Uh, yeah,
1: it didn't it didn't feel like one-upsmanship or anything? It just felt like, like yeah, Brian Wilson heard Rubber Soul and he was like, "Oh, this album has no fillers. It's like not focused on singles. It's just focused yeah. on making like one cohesive piece of music where like you don't want to skip any of the songs." And that apparently wasn't done at the time. That there was a lot of focus on singles at the time.
0: It's it, it, we're gonna we're gonna be talking a lot about the time when this album came out. Yeah. Cause that's
1: something that we have. Um, uh, it's a, it's a benefit and a, a detriment. I was talking to Christina about this earlier that i that it's like, we have the benefit and the detriment of having 50 plus years of music since this came out that we have listened to going into this album. So like, it's impossible to put myself in yeah. the, in the ears of a uh, someone in 1966 that's never heard anything like this because I've heard Tupac. I've heard dragon force. <laughs> like I've heard too much. <laughs> <laughs> to go back to this and and be really impressed by it,
0: it yeah, and that's that's that was the main focus for me when I did my research into this album, like uh, looking at videos and articles, uh, and just trying to get a handle on the way people viewed music at this time, and it was right. completely different from how we view it now. Uh, apparently, this album was like the first quote unquote the first rock album that you were supposed to listen to and that wasn't made to just dance to yeah yeah which is an insane notion it's pretty
1: it's pretty obvious when you listen to this when like most of what i heard from the beach boys is their fucking surfing safari you know surfing (laughs) usa just songs about surfing yeah and california girls and all that shit and then you listen to this and you like hear how personal the lyrics are and it's like darker themes Mm-hmm. And it is to like it must have people must have heard it being like yes, the new Beach Boys album like let's go to the bop <laughs> and then they they put it on and it's kind of I mean I don't want to say depressing but it's it's really dark
0: for the I, time one of the one of the uh, credits I want to give this album is that it very beautifully gets across melancholy I'd I, say y- dude. I wrote that word
1: down probably four times while I was going through this. Yeah, I'd say so. Melancholic.
0: It's it's a very melancholic yet beautiful album, but it's also poppy, and the the rock what we see as rock has changed drastically from what it was when this album came out. I I don't consider this album a rock album by any means. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit, but no. people still herald it as one of the greatest rock albums of all time. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I, this is not a rock album. This is um, definitely like
0: avant-garde. It's, it's kind of, you know, at first I thought it was very basic. Uh, but when you try to put it into a cohesive term, it's kind of hard to describe it as any anything, you know? Yeah. It doesn't stand out as folk or it doesn't stand. There's
1: so many elements to it that are all just being kind of smashed together
0: <laughs> that it, it it doesn't, def, it, you can't define it under one genre. Yeah. It's in, I think that's the reason that it's one of these classic albums is that it was one of the first to kind of mesh these classical uh, and poppy vibes together. Uh, the first one of the first time it meshed piano and guitar together right is it? yeah that's it. if the video i watched is to be trusted the uh um, so when you when you think about it like that and like wow like music was so young <laughs> and so i guess underdeveloped so innocent so innocent piano and
1: guitar had never been paired together people heard that and they they were like this is the devil's music. is blasphemy. Yeah, you don't put a divine <laughs> instrument like the piano next to a guitar,
0: <laughs> and and apparently it's very like if you had it in on a sheet on a music sheet, the music is very complex. Apparently, yeah. yeah apparently, I, I, I looked up pictures of it, and I don't know
1: how to read music anyway, but it, I saw a lot of lines and numbers and stuff.
0: Uh, but as as a person who is not very classically Learned, as a person who doesn't really read sheet music and isn't uh, educated in that stuff, I didn't hear it honestly. <laughs> uh, I did, man,
1: and only because of like the wall of sound kind of aspect of everything. Like I could hear a lot of things going on at once, so it sounded like yes, it's very complex, but maybe the um, the composition of it all isn't necessarily the the best. It could have been done You know Because there, mm. there are a lot of pieces Happening at once Everything from like Fucking literal animal sounds To <laughs> um Like harpsichords And uh, yeah. You know like uh I don't even know if I heard sitar There every now and then You had flutes You had There were a um, lot of new instruments On this album Yeah What are those big classical drums The fucking Yeah
0: yeah The little uh, They're not called timpanis I think it is timpani No I don't know. We know. We know
1: what the <laughs> those, those massive. Yeah, those massive barrel drums <laughs> like
0: Brent, dude, my audio cut out on my shitty computer. But have you seen Walk Hard? No. Is that the Johnny Cash? All right. You obviously have no idea what you're talking about because you're a fucking Neanderthal, but it's the biopic parody of Johnny Cash, Ray Charles and other figures. OK, and that's a dude with uh, the dude from Step Brothers. And yeah, yeah, John C.
1: Riley. Yeah, I've never seen it. OK, it's it's really funny. And there's – he kind of – they pull from both stories. So, like, if you've seen Walk the Lion and Ray, like, they're kind of almost, like, scene by scene, parodying each movie at the same time. They're just kind of mashing them together. Uh And there's a part in the movie where the main guy starts doing a ton of drugs, like, in the 60s. And he kind of leaves his, Mm -hmm. like, 50s, like, bopper phase and starts doing these kind of darker songs. And he starts getting, like, addicted to Coke and shit. And – um at one point he like starts doing psychedelics and he is in the studio and he's wearing like a dashiki and he has like really long hair (laughs) and he's, he's uh, conducting this like massive room. He went from like Johnny cash style, like country music to like a room with like a, full orchestra and like there's like these african tribesmen that are like singing their part over there and there's like 16 didgeridoos and like (laughs) all this crazy shit and for the longest time i thought that that was making fun of johnny cash because he also had a phase where like all of a sudden he has a an orchestra and like has all this like different instrumentation on his stuff and it wasn't really country anymore after a certain point and like his band were like what the fuck are we doing? Like, what is this music? We don't know this music. (laughs) And I'm realizing that they were making, they were parading this, this moment in the beach boys history. That's what that, that part of the movie was making fun of because this album supposedly was, is a result of Brian Wilson doing acid and smoking weed a bunch. Yeah. And he started kind of, you know, there's this whole like theory that if you have mental disorders or illnesses or something like that, that doing drugs, can exacerbate it, mm. like even weed. Like if you're bipolar, um, or you have tendency to be bipolar, and you start doing something, even as like you know, I don't want to say innocuous as weed, because weed fucking gets you high, but like it's something as what a lot of people consider almost like harmless, yeah, they, it'll it'll either bring that up to the surface or it'll make it worse. So I think that's what's happening or what happened here was that Brian Wilson like had issues already he had demons already and then he had this life-changing this eye-opening experience doing LSD and he kind of couldn't go back after that like mm. it's like he learned he saw too much right. and it's yeah. hard to go back and I can I can testify that like doing mushrooms is a very similar experience where your mind just works differently and you you think about things differently your logic changes when you're on mushrooms
0: I've heard, uh, yeah, I've heard that. So you have
1: these epiphany moments and that's, I kind of understand because it is true. It's like, once you have those moments, as long as you took them seriously and held onto them and really thought about them, you do that. You, there is no going back after that. And I kind of get that he, but he went a little too far down the rabbit hole. It sounds like, and he started struggling really bad. And that's what made this album.
0: Yeah and and another another credit to this album is that the dude basically made it himself which is insane which is insane e- even for I- I- for for an old album like this and the way they were running recording studios back then and it was all you know completely different from even 5 years after he wrote this album right sure yeah and just being able to produce this whole thing and guide all these people and write all these parts basically single-handedly is quite an accomplishment
1: really really crazy (laughs) i mean it's it can't be understated how like writing something like this on your own is it is a feat yeah right uh, like it's a it's impressive enough whether we dug it or not
0: yeah and it you know even (laughs) and we'll get into that uh, oh, yeah. but I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, we we'll into us, it, buddy. Neither of us are really into this album, but regardless, I can still respect it as a very influential and kind of groundbreaking uh, album at the time. Right? I, it's hard for me to get to
1: that point, dude. Because yeah? It, yeah, because I can, I can, res, what I can appreciate it for is the artistry of it. But again, dude. Like I can't listen to Dragon Force <laughs> and then listen to this and go, Wow. You know? Like I can't hear the fifty years of music that have come after this where either these practices that they used on this album have been just, you know, standardized or whatever, but I can't go back to this and be impressed by the production of it. Yeah. And and the innovation and all that stuff because it, it doesn't sound innovative
0: to me in any way. I I mean, it, that's 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 exactly what I was thinking when I was first going through this album. That is, is that it sounds a, a, a little basic and kind of <laughs> nothing really special. And then I thought, like You're calling Brian Wilson a basic bitch. <laughs> but I thought, like maybe if I'm thinking that way, uh, Pet Sounds did have an influence on like how music and pop music was written. If I'm thinking that this is so basic, right? Cause like back then nothing like this was made, but now this is just commonplace. Like this is nothing special. Yeah. 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 When you put it in that way, for sure. Yeah.
1: It, it, it probably, it was kind of like, listen, yesterday I listened to born this way by lady Gaga.
0: Yeah. I saw that.
1: And one of my (laughs) thoughts was, I think that came out in 2010 or 2011. And one of my thoughts was like, this is what all pop music sounds like now. Yeah. Late. So what was the big deal? And then I thought, oh, did, did pop music not sound like this in
0: 2011? Lady Gaga basically changed the face of pop music when she came out. And I had the, the,
1: the benefit and detriment of hearing how much she has influenced pop just in general to where I hear it. And I'm just like, yeah, I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. It was still really good. I actually really liked the album, but um yeah, it was it was a weird thought for me to have that I was just like, oh, did it not sound like this before? was pop music not exactly like this because this is how it sounds now?
0: And I think I didn't think about it with this album. That has to be what it was, right? yeah, that's I mean, that's my theory. again, like it's been about sixty years since this thing's come out, yeah, uh and it's, it's- fifty seven years. And so I think with all that being said, uh, let's kind of get into it. (laughs) Let's get into it, man, because
1: I think if
0: you're listening to this, I
1: think you're kind of you can start gathering a little bit about how much we really what we thought of this record. Right. So like I
0: think
1: we were both we were both nervous going into this (laughs) because I have a hard time listening to old music as far back as the 50s and 60s. I have a hard time listening to it and not thinking that it's it's lame and cheesy.
0: Yeah, I as well. I I'm the same way. I was I was thinking of what other music was coming out when this is happening. And it was, you know, first Beatles, uh but also kind of Motown was was kind of starting to happen. Yeah, and Motown I was, was just thinking about like all that music and how that music is so much more exciting to me. So much um, not just like the production of it, but so much, inter- so much more intricate songwriting. Yeah, and the the, the amount of emotion, the and vocals alone. Like, yeah, and and then you you listen to this, and it's it's kind of like yeah, it's it's a beautiful album, and it gets across you know different feelings and emotions, but it didn't really make me feel anything. And the lyrics mm. to me are about you know are about as shallow as it gets honestly
1: yeah man Uh, it's the lyrics are the same almost cookie cutter toothpaste love songs that they used to write but mixed in there you have songs like um you still believe in me like even god only knows even though that's kind of a it could be a love song but it's god only knows is still very like very different interpretation of what you would think of a pop love song for the time. Yeah. Um, But it's crazy to me that, uh Oh, what was the song that was like a, a B side off of this that they didn't even release with the record and ended up being one of their biggest hits. Uh, good vibrations, good vibrations. When you listen to that fucking song, you're just like, Oh, that's the cheesy fucking beach boys. I know. Yeah. And he was writing it at the same time as this other shit. You know, so and it kind of makes sense that they didn't put it on the album because it it really doesn't fit at all. But it is, it's, 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 it's. I was wondering if you were feeling the same thing I was, where like it's kind of hard, and it's a, it's a confusing set of emotions when you are listening to this record and you think it does sound beautiful. I mean, it's really beautiful music. It's really pleasing on the ear. I mean, the production is fucking awesome on this record. You put on a nice pair of headphones. It sounds incredible. Um, The wall of sound aspect is really cool where there's just so much going on. Um, We did
0: listen to the 40th anniversary version. The remastered version. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and it is very, it's not what you remember the Beach Boys sounding like. So that's cool too. But it's weird to think all those things and, and recognize all those things that you're like, yes, I like all this stuff about it, but I don't like this record. Yeah, And is it because, are you kind of like me too, that you don't like it because it gets so much recognition? It makes you
0: judge it a little more harshly? I mean, for sure. Like as as transparent and objective as I tried to be going into this album, I couldn't get it off my mind that it was number two of the 500 best albums of all time on on The Rolling Stone. And I'm just trying, that's why I wanted to bring it up because I desperately wanted to know... Why? And I I went into this week listening to this album trying to give it the best chance of like, I want to like this album. I want to like this album, but I just can't. Like I look at these songs and I look at the names and I can't remember how a single one goes, you know? Except
1: the big ones for me. Uh, You know, Wouldn't It Be Nice and
0: God Only Knows. Those are the ones I really know. I think "Wouldn't It Be Nice" was an interesting way to start off the album because I th- think it sounds the most Beach Boysy. Yeah, like from before this album was you made. So they kind of the uh, twist, <laughs> kind of brought people in. Like, oh, this is it's just a little different. And then Wouldn't every song after that. would it be nice that, if it all sounded like this? <laughs> this is what you guys really wanna hear. I I had never, I I don't think i'd never been more sure that we shared like the same choice nug than now (laughs) uh well wouldn't it be nice yeah uh because like it's 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 the most up song i guess it's the one that kind of captures my attention the most vocal harmonies are beautiful on it uh which these guys have very iconic and very very good vocal harmonies just choice dude very choice like you hear a Beach Boys harmony you're like that's a Beach Boys you can't get it mixed up
1: yeah man and that's something I wanted to say that across the board to Brian Wilson's voice
0: is just so fucking nice to listen to well what was interesting to me is that there were different lead singers throughout this album what yeah it wasn't all Brian Oh, for real? Like, God Only Knows is, I think, sung by one of the other guys. Oh, wow. So they all have fucking wondrous voices. They they all have wondrous voices that all kind of sound exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, I assume yeah. it was all Brian because he wrote it all. It wasn't until I went into the Genius lyrics, like, looking at the lyrics, that it, no- it annotated, like, who is singing where? And it's like, Oh my God, I thought it was just all the same dude the whole time. <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I I like for like the, the most part it's Brian, but okay. I like, I like the, uh, the dreaminess of this record. It, mm. it, it all does have a little bit of a dreamy vibe, which I, makes me, it makes more sense to me how this is considered like the first psychedelic pop album. <laughs> Cause it does have those psychedelic, uh, little, you know, hints and, and little, uh, splashes and, and, you know, all that. It, I think it, it, you can hear it and wouldn't it be nice is just, it's, it was kind of like this, you could hear it as a beach boys song, like the previous version of beach boys before this, but then it's, it like is the one song in this album that combines the old with the new with their sounds. So you have the instrumentation, all the horns and strings and all the guitars. And this kind of like the music is front and center on this whole album. And this is kind of like, this was a, a very smart thing to put as the opening track, because you, you get the new darker melancholic, a little more, you know, the halfway point of like the more personal lyrics with the,
0: with the old, you know right. bubblegum bullshit <laughs> it it may have been like the first song that he wrote for this album as he was kind of transitioning into sure. what he imagined the rest of it would be i wonder how many of these
1: songs he wrote on drugs like actually on the drugs
0: uh, you know i couldn't i couldn't tell you i i bet i mean it, in the videos i saw it was described as a problem so I'd, I would assume most of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I think uh, he the the guy who helped write all these songs, he had a really crazy quote that he calls like his interactions with Brian Wilson and the bandmates as an embarrassing experience. Huh. He said that he remembered that Wilson just had terrible taste in everything that he just like all the movies that he would watch was just terrible the it, he would go, you know, every four hours that they would spend writing songs, he would there be another 48 hours of these what this guy called dopey conversations about some dumb book about mysticism. Oh, boy. So I think he was getting into that like I'm 14 and this is deep uh, phase of just like, dude, the fucking system and your energy and we're all just light and we're all connected and our hearts have Fucking electricity going through him. I think he was like going through those he was twenty two when he fucking yeah. wrote this shit. Yeah. Like doing drugs at twenty two, that's when I did drugs. And that's those are the things that you go through. It's just not <laughs> everyone has the added benefit of fucking putting your really naive personal journey onto a fucking record that billions of people are gonna hear. I had the added benefit of no one caring what I thought and I didn't have the platform to tell people about all these crazy realizations I was having on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> this guy was like, I need to write this album. And and he said that the, I mean the guy who helped him write it even said that he doesn't think the LSD had much to do with it. It was more like Wilson's bipolar disorder having more to do with it. Mm.
0: But well, you listen to I, this and this is drugs. I don't know. Like it, it, as a person who really doesn't do a lot of drugs, I haven't had a lot of experience you could have showed this album to me and told me the dude was clean and I would have believed you. Yeah. But
1: Brett, I think the thing that you don't realize is that all the musicians are doing drugs. So most of the music that you've heard has been written on drugs. I guess so. (laughs) So it's like when you see me and you're like, you don't know if I'm high or not because I'm always high when you see me. (laughs) That's a fair
0: point. So
1: I have to tell you, dude, I'm so fucking stoner right now, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't even know." I'm just like, "Yeah," because this is my my base level. It's my <laughs> equilibrium.
0: Did you? Uh, what 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 level of stonerism did you come at this album with, dude? I was trying to
1: do that, put myself in a 1966 uh, mm-hmm. stoner mind.
0: It took a little acid. I had oh, to try gee. and
1: yeah, I had to try and get there. I had to like lick a frog, and then you know <laughs> fucking boof something. Let a cat piss in your face. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Cat farts like they get you fucked up. They're like whippets. <laughs> They're so good, dude. <laughs> yeah. I just I like sucked in a bunch of helium. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like had my car running in the garage just just for like five ten minutes while I was like sitting in the
0: garage. I, I slept in the car while it was running in the garage. Yeah, I burned a tire and just stuck my face in the middle of the, the smoke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you do what you got to do.
1: Dude, I tried getting there, and I will say that this is because of like this wall of sound. It is so fucking nice to listen to when you're inebriated
0: because
1: hmm. um, there's just so much going on. I think I really, really love classical music. When I'm smoking because there's so much going on and it's usually the recorded very nicely. And so I will say that that adds to it. I don't know if listening to this hundred percent sober in 1966, I would have been confused. Um, Sure. You know? So like, yes, as a stoner or as a hippie in 1966, this album would have blown my mind. I and, uh, and I tried getting there today. You know, this was <laughs> this was the first record that we've been doing on this podcast that I ha- I didn't want to listen to again. <laughs> in preparation for the show, like I yeah like I, yeah I like to listen to it at least two times, and it was I had to force myself to listen to this a second time so I could take notes.
0: It's yeah, and in uh, in in regards to what you were saying just a little bit earlier. Like, if you were a stoner and doing this in the 60s when it came out, it would have been great. Yeah. I I feel like if you're calling this one of the greatest music albums of all time and you put it as number two of your greatest 500 albums of all time, it you shouldn't have needs to, be. to be timeless. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. It like because every single video I saw, every single article had the caveat of, oh, well, at the time this was an innovation and this was a crazy that's okay but if it's the greatest album of all time it should not require a caveat of how progressive it was at the time it should just be good as it is now i i think i agree with you i think i agree with that um
1: and i wouldn't be surprised if the dude who wrote the you know or at least contributed to the 500 best list was aware of this album when it came out. That wouldn't surprise me because you do have to be a bit of a music historian to understand why this album is such a big deal.
0: Yeah. You, you can't just go into it blindly and, and kind of it, 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 understand why it's such a big deal. Yeah, be able to extrapolate.
1: The the uh, immensity of or the like how much influence this had on music moving forward. I don't I I, I don't know. I think it would be. I think we have two friends that have a counter argument to everything that we're saying right now. (laughs) And I know that if they listen to this episode, they're going to be arguing with us. Through the fucking cell phone.
0: Well, I would love to hear their podcasts where they (laughs) react to this episode.
1: Yeah. Y'all fucking make your own (laughs) podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I really, because, you know, we, I have, we both have, you know, we know two guys that I do consider like almost music historians to an extent. And I know that one of those guys I saw Brian Wilson play this album live a couple of years ago with, Mm. so I saw Brian Wilson perform this album. Um, at Austin city limits and it was a fucking great show really fucking great I was not that interested in going except for the um, pop culture aspect of it all knowing what a big deal this album was and that you sure know, this dude's fucking old and who knows when I'm <laughs> he's you know
0: old he's got a guitar in his hand so he must be somebody
1: he must know what he's doing I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to see him again. And my friend got an extra ticket and I think someone that was going to go with him bailed. And he asked me to, if I wanted to go and I was like, sure, fuck yeah. I'll go see Brian Wilson perform pet sounds. That sounds like a yeah. big deal. And it was great. It was really, really great. And, um, they started playing my second choice nug on this album. God only knows,
0: mm. which
1: I would say is probably the second best known
0: song on this record. <laughs> yeah, I think those are uh, the singles as well as Caroline No were Which, like the singles from this album. This is another
1: uh, this was hard too because there are some songs I didn't even write anything for. That's how not interested
0: I was in taking notes for some of them. What do you think was the difference between you seeing these guys live and listening to this record that like changed so much for you? Um, well,
1: the two friends that I went with both love this record. And so seeing how fucking psyched they were got me in the, in the mood. I was, I, I was excited because they were, they were really looking forward to the show. So it kind of got me like, Oh sweet. Fuck. Yeah. Like this is going to be great. Second, uh, imagine hearing this live. Um, and I'm, I think they tried to recreate as much as they could of, you know, the full production. Right. So live, it sounds fucking incredible. And I saw it in a theater. So the Oh, okay. It's the the (laughs) mood, the setting, uh, Mm. those two things added a lot to it. And I was also like I'm pretty sure I was drunk and smoking. So I was like next level just, you know, my I was in a whole I was in the headspace to to be fucking really into this music. The lighting was great, you know, just all those things combined. Live is just such an experience. Yeah. And realizing that I'm seeing something that is probably not going to be seen. Again, and it added to this, to this, you know, this special, this spectacle, the spectacle of it all, the people that were there, you could tell, I mean, these people, these people like love this music and love this album and love Brian Wilson. It was a really, right. really cool show to be at. And it, when, when God Only Knows started playing, I was like, I know this one. I knew, I knew all of them, but I was like, <laughs> I, I know this song really well. I love this song. So it was really beautiful and it was very, everyone, it was like a still moment in the theater. You know, it was like everyone, no one was moving. Mm. It was very quiet and they were playing this song and I would, I was looking around and people were just like, you could tell that they were just reminiscing on how many, like the, all these different moments in your life where you've, heard the song or what the song means to you or the connection that you had with this song and someone else. And you could see everyone was having a moment and it was really, really emotional and special and looking at everyone and observing what was going on. I I found it so fascinating and such a really cool human moment to be a part of, you know, it's a really beautiful moment. It was a really beautiful night. And listening to this in my living room by myself or on my headphones, you know, on my computer, I don't get even a, a 10% of that emotion or um, feeling from from just mm-hmm. listening to it on my own. That night was like so magical because of, Seeing these very, these, first of all, these two guys that don't necessarily show a lot of emotion to begin with and seeing them just express this emotion and be comfortable to to do it around me and to be doing it in public and then seeing everyone else is having a moment too. Right. Like I tear up now thinking about it, man. It was such a beautiful moment to me. And so, yeah, I don't get, I don't get, (laughs) I don't get that (laughs) from sitting here and listening to sleep John B.
0: (laughs) We might never have that moment ourselves. You
1: know, I, (laughs) it's, yeah, I think it's a very, um, it's a very powerful album for a lot of people. So I know that whoever listens to this, they're, they're, they're gonna be, they're gonna have their own opinions, man. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, yeah. But like, God only knows is, is a beautiful fucking song,
0: man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think so as well. Uh, but (laughs) uh just as a person who's uh, like I I wanted to have that kind of moment that that all these people are have it's it's the first album that I really like I just laid in my bed and I just closed my eyes and I just listened to this album and I just completely enveloped myself in the music yeah because I just wanted this moment this special moment that all these other people had but I just never it's just i just, it just never happened to you me. You never that's, got there? And that's why I only have the one choice Nug. You don't even have two choice Nugs? Not one single other song. You're fucking jipping me on a Nug, bro? <laughs> not one single other song piqued my interest. or Wow. Like, it, t- like, it, it was only uh, the first song on the album, Wouldn't It Be Nice, mm. uh, with the harmonies, and it was the most energetic one. Uh, i guess and the one that i could follow the most but all the others just never there were moments that i thought were really good but i couldn't it couldn't keep me captivated so your through... choice
1: nug was wouldn't it be nice that's it yeah that's the, the is fir- isn't that the worst when your favorite song is the first song <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it really doesn't bode well yeah, for it your doesn't. enjoyment of the album
1: it really doesn't and anytime that's happened to me whenever I was reviewing an album it inevitably gets a bad review yeah if you don't go if, if you only go down if it only gets worse from the first song
0: it's not a good sign and I've I've listened to this album probably four or five times this week Fuck, man! I could not get myself to do that four or five times this week. I'm looking at the track list. I can't hum a single part from any of these songs. Yeah, you still believe in me. What does that sound like? I I don't know. Yeah. Here today, I I, I couldn't tell you if there's a drum in it. I'm waiting like, for c- the day. What does that sound like? Uh, and it's it's just I, you know, I'm just I'm just the very minor. I'm the very I'm the minority of the people that just I, this album has nothing for me. Yeah,
1: man. I mean, that's why uh, music is fucking subjective, dude. That's why it's art. You don't have to yeah. like it, you know. And it's <laughs> and I I have the the little bit of a, the contrarian fucking hair up my ass a little bit that if a lot of people like it, my immediate response is to not want to like it. And well, I and I, I recognize that bias. I've been I've been trying to
0: deal with that guy for a while. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> So it does take a lot of like, dude, I didn't listen to hotline bling, hotline bling until like two years ago. Really? I didn't want to listen to it. It got so huge. I was just like, there's no way I'm going to like this. Like popular music is not something I ever think I'm going to actually enjoy. So like, yeah, hotline bling. I put off for for, for forever. I never want to. I haven't listened to any Billie Eilish. I'm like, I'm just not interested when it gets Mm -hmm. that big. And it's like something like this. That it was like this album is fucking massive still 57 years later or something like that, 55 yeah. years later. And I, part of me wants to just be a dickhead and not give it any chance at all. But I had to try. And I tried, Brett, and I still didn't like it. <sighs>
0: I still man. didn't like it, man. And it's I, it sucks. I wanted to. I, I, I wanted to do everything I could to give this album an advantage. I wanted to, you know, I I, I want I threw out all the negative, judgmental thoughts I had just yeah. as, like, I don't really care for the Beach Boys or, like, the Beatles were better or whatever. You know, all that. I threw all that out. I just listened to this as if it were just a, an album from a band. Just music. Just noise. Right. You know, and it just... It didn't get me. Yeah, just
1: as a fan of music, you didn't like this.
0: I, uh, I, it could be because I've, I've never really cared for classical music. Oh, man. Wow. So that's a big part of it. Uh, I I don't really like the classical. Yeah. My dad put it it on
1: a lot and and I really liked it.
0: I have, I don't really like the sloppy love ballad Mm kind of stuff. That like that stuff has never really connected with me, yeah. uh, and so I think this is like the perfect culmination of all the stuff I really don't care about. This is such a funny energy on this episode. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> well, we're it's, so it's, hesitant to admit this stuff, man. <laughs> it's so hard because, like, this is <laughs> un- indisputably like one of the most classic heralded albums of all time. I know, and like, I j- I just know I'm gonna piss we're just going to piss people off, but like, it's just how I truly feel. Yeah. I just, just how I, how this album affected me.
1: I just want to say right now, Michael and Jay, we're sorry. Okay. (laughs) It's just our opinion,
0: man. It's just our opinion. Um, we're gonna we're gonna try to get them on the podcast, and they're gonna yeah come in with an album, and the whole time they're just gonna diss on us about Pet about Sounds. this episode. That would I can't wait to get them on, man. Um, hey, yeah, little
1: news, random little news. We might have some guests coming up on some episodes. That's exciting. Yeah,
0: um, not exactly sure when. Yeah, uh, Michael messaged us during the recording of this podcast. Oh, nice. Uh, and he said that he figured out his album. Uh, and I'm going into the chat now to see what it was. He didn't say it. He's waiting for us to respond. Oh, okay. that dramatic son of a bitch. Well, he, he He's trying to build tension. I guess
1: we'll see when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really exciting to have. Uh, you know, we're just inviting our friends to be on here, man. I'm so excited about that. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, I can hear the hesitation in our voices. I can feel it. (laughs) My energy is like low energy. Usually we're like excitable and joking around a whole bunch. And it's just, I, you know, this, I knew this episode was going to be hard because of that. Like I, I didn't go into this excited. I wasn't excited to talk about this. (laughs) Like after hearing it, you know, like when you, when you first brought it up, I was psyched. And then after hearing it, I was just like, Oh no. (laughs) we're just gonna piss people off
0: i felt like eventually we were gonna have an album that neither of us cared for might as well be one of the more famous and respected ones might as
1: well be in the top three (laughs) of considered greatest albums
0: of all time right i feel like i've been like we've been walking on eggshells this whole recording we really have i like i don't want to i don't want to disrespect this album no i just didn't enjoy it at all yeah we're not saying
1: it sucked we're not saying this is bad music. Uh, we're just saying we didn't like it.
0: Uh, with that said, do you want to give this album
1: a rating? Yeah, I think we've said everything we really can at this point without just harping and just continuing yeah. to, to shit on it in different ways. Um, yeah, man, my rating, I was it, was... it was hard for me to figure out what was a fair rating because I was also trying to factor in the influence the impact the the you know the the splash it made um how many write-ups yeah, in there the are end, on this fucking thing
0: in the end it's all it's all you're enjoying my taste man. that's how i've that's how i've gone about these ratings it's yeah. like i try to just remember how it you know how it made me feel and like you know how much i enjoyed it regardless of you know other people yeah, <laughs> yeah it's I my rating
1: there's a lot of um, peer pressure to rate this album more (laughs) fairly, but yeah, you're it's, I've been thinking the same thing, man. At first I was like, well, I need to come at this like, because like from a perspective of how much impact it had. And I'm just like, no, I'm coming at it from being a music fan. And also one of the things, one of my first uh, memories of moving back to America from Dominican Republic was um, in second grade. Our second, my class put on a beach boys, like show. So one of the first things that I started doing when I moved back to the United States was I started learning surfing safari and surfing USA and all those fucking children's songs, to be honest. Uh, (laughs) And I had, so I had such a, I have such a fond memory of these songs of beach boys in general. And I remember moving here and just being like, could this be more American? this music, just talking about (laughs) surfing and California and girls and cars. I'm like, this is so American and I loved it. And so I also was going into this album with that, you know, that connection to this band in general. I was like, just so many great memories when I first moved to the U S but dude, I mean, this album pet sounds, I'd have to give it
0: Hey, just do it because I guarantee you mine's going to be lower. My, it's a five point something
1: is my rating. It's a 5.6 is what I'm giving this this record. Okay. Um, and, it, and all of those points are for how much I genuinely really actually like the sounds on this album. Like I do like the composition. I do love how it sounds. I do like... The music, I just don't like the, this. These songs, it's really hard to explain. Because there are things I like a lot about it, but there's so many things I don't like about it. So it's a right. five point six, Brett. It's a five point six.
0: Well, uh <laughs>
1: that was really painful for me to even give it a five point something, man. I feel like Dude, I'm just fucking shitting on on the Bible.
0: I, I mean, I feel like no matter what rating i give it it's gonna be higher than maybe it should be in my heart of hearts you know what i'm saying go with your heart of hearts man this is gonna this might this might actually ruin my life <laughs> <laughs> this might actually destroy hearts, me but i got to live my truth i'm gonna give this thing like a 2.5 oh boy i i respect it as a piece of art I recognize the influence I recognize the the talent the technique the complexity uh the beautiful melancholy and how this changed everything but like it was just I didn't I just can't get into it nothing connects there's nothing that I can really attach to and I'm never I'm probably never gonna listen to this album again I definitely am not going to. So I'm giving it a 2.5, which is. Wow.
1: <sighs> it <laughs> sucks, is, right? Yeah. It sucks to do that. Yeah, man.
0: it sucks. It sucks to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't like giving things low. I don't like shitting on albums and pieces of work and like just knowing how much this guy put into this album and how much care yeah. and and how much everyone gave into this piece of art like I don't like dissing on it and giving it such a low score but I got to be honest like it's just how much I like the album it's a
1: 2.5 yeah man i 2.5 i mean i know we didn't go into this excited to shit on it yeah like that's that was something that we both You know, to for whoever's listening, like we didn't come into this just like fucking wringing our hands and just being like, ooh, I can't (laughs) wait to fucking destroy this album. We, I do feel like I am desecrating something that it means so much to so many people. But I do, art is subjective. Yeah, and uh, yeah,
0: we don't have to like it just because everyone likes it. I don't. I don't think we're ever gonna go into an episode excited to, to. Shit on anything right like we're not Intentionally bringing up stuff to like Stomp our foot on And like curb stomp and kick Dirt at it you know yeah
1: don't Get me wrong I do enjoy doing that (laughs) (laughs) I love shitting on things I love talking about how bad things
0: are I love doing that in private (laughs) Yeah exactly
1: man That's not the goal of this podcast to, To yeah to defame something or fucking yeah say that it like that's why i'm glad that we're both like at least mature enough to not have said this sucks that song was stupid or it was fucking dumb this song sucks why does everyone think this is so good we're just saying that we don't like it man it's yeah (laughs) it's just our opinion
0: (laughs) and we could say that as much as we want but yeah for sure we gotta we gotta move on with our lives that's something I had to
1: realize from a young age, man, that I can't tell someone that something that they like sucks. It's like, that's not, that's, uh, that objectively sucks because I don't like it. Like, no, quit being an asshole. Uh,
0: So, so with all that, how do you, you know, Lucas, how do you think you, how do you think we did this episode? How do we, what, how would you rank our performance in this episode? <laughs>
1: I would rank our energy a two point five. Uh, but again, man, I think we handled this very well. I think we. I still had fun talking about it, despite yeah, not liking this I, album. I'm
0: glad that like I happen, we happen to make a podcast with the only two people that we know who are gonna think this way about this album.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we got lucky or uh, I think I think it was a really great. Um, Suggestion to do this This uh, album so Yeah man I would give the episode a 5.6
0: overall that sounds about Right (laughs) yeah maybe 5.8 and this is this is Going to be good because we're going to see who's actually listening To these episodes
1: Yeah I want people to rate us Yeah on how we do you know
0: tell Us what you thought of the episodes Leave it in the comments Uh, Or the rating system on Smash that like button what up (laughs) YouTube
1: <laughs> Press the bell to get the notifications.
0: Well, okay. You know what? You know what? Uh, you know what? This album really gets me in the mood for Uh, what? Brett, some punk supergroup called The Drips. No, Lucas. I'm thinking we get a guest on the next episode. Hmm, maybe uh Michael from our band Mortales? Uh maybe he'll choose the album The empyrean by John Forsante? Dude, you're so fucking smart. I'm sorry I called you a Neanderthal in the last a while ago you're so right we should definitely do that hey man no problem apology apology taken high five oh yeah
1: um yeah man this was a this was a tough one <laughs> this was a tough one emotionally might be i feel drained
0: i, I feel like it's probably going to be our most controversial episode i don't see any other albums that we could talk about that'll be more controversial
1: Except we, unless we talk about a Beatles record, and uh, I don't like the Beatles, so that could be. I do an like issue. the Beatles. Yeah. So well, you know,
0: don't hesitate to 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 suggest one. Well, but honestly, that's any any of the albums in the top fifty of that Rolling Stones list. Like there were some there were some stuff on there that was like really.
1: I'm sure there's like a Prince record on there,
0: dude. Critics are the fucking worst, including us. Yeah. So who cares what critics say? <laughs> live y'all's lives go ahead and listen to pet sounds y'all enjoy enjoy what makes you happy enjoy living your truth don't let us yes don't let us sway you if you don't want to be swayed please don't we we are just two fucks that think we know what we like we probably don't even know that we love this record wait i'll probably listen to it 10 years down the line and be like oh this is the greatest thing i've ever heard in my life
1: yeah, you're going to turn 50 and all of a sudden like be aware of your fucking mortality <laughs> and then this album just becomes the, I you know.
0: I I plan on getting into the Beach Boys and Jimmy Buffett when I turn 50. That's that's what that's my plan.
1: Well, I think Jimmy Buffett is almost guaranteed. The second you get a boat. Right. It's a
0: prereq. It comes with like a box set of Jimmy Buffett. It comes with a radio that you can't turn off just blasting <laughs> Blasting Jimmy Buffett.
1: Blasting Jimmy Buffett and Steely Dan's
0: Aja. <laughs> uh, well, buddies, thank you for listening to the episode. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, whether you agree with huh? us or not, we're glad you listened. Yes, thank you for listening.
1: And, you know, we haven't mentioned this yet, but we have an Instagram. If you guys aren't aware of it, it's at, and it's super easy to remember, it's at the E B P. Cast.
0: At the EBP cast. Earbuds podcast. Can you do that in, like, army lingo, like, uh, Charlie Delta? Yeah. Charlie.
1: Yeah. At the Echo Charlie Delta. Oh, fuck. No. (laughs)
0: Charlie is a C.
1: (laughs) Okay. At the Echo Bravo Parley cast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what P
0: is. I don't... I think it's Parley. I think we're going to Parley.
1: Yeah. And then... Uh, yeah go check us out on Instagram That's where we post when we have a new episode We kind of sometimes we'll post a little preview Of the next episode um, You can check out my Instagram At Jean-Luc Guitard That's super easy to spell also Nothing weird about that one uh, You can see my daily albums of the day That I listen to I do it, daily album reviews
0: that's, that's where I've gotten a lot Of my new music Is from your album reviews man I'll just go nice. on your Instagram and just see what's up And I'll, I'll download some stuff
1: yeah, man, they're not all good, but um, I definitely give you a hot take, and it's, I, you know, those are albums that I listened to once. It, that I,
0: Damaged take is pretty rough, man. It was a hot take. That, that was Black another Flag one. Flag album. Jay, if you're listening to
1: this, I'm sorry about my review of Damaged, <laughs> as I'm sorry for the review of, of
0: Pet Sounds. Um, we'll make it yeah, up to man. you by getting you on this podcast.
1: Yes, for sure. Well, you know, find us on Instagram. Leave us a comment. Let us know what y'all think.
0: And yeah, next week we'll talk about John Prashante's The Imperium. See you, buddies. Bye.